On this week's special bonus edition of the Adam Schefter Podcast, we sit down with the Baltimore Ravens head coach John Harbaugh, whose team has endured a tumultuous offseason, as well as the Houston Texans head coach Bill O'Brien, whose team has suffered some losses of its own. But first, the Ravens head coach, John Harbaugh. Quite an offseason for the Baltimore Ravens. I did not expect to see that much turnover, I have to say. Did it surprise you how much... Your defense in particular has turned over? You know, the thing, Adam, that you learn after many years is that never be shocked by being shocked by what happens because you never know. You know, you never know who's going to get paid or or who's going to decide they want to go somewhere else or who you're going to have an opportunity to bring in. You know, it's just crazy that way, and it was that way for us this year. Look, no Terrell Suggs, no Zadarius Smith, Mm -hmm. no C.J. Mosley, no Eric Weddle. How many of those guys did you think had a chance to come back? Well, I didn't think we'd lose Terrell Suggs. You know, that's the biggest thing. And, and, and Eric Weddle was, was the decision that was made by the club for cap reasons. You know, so I love both those guys, and they're not here, and that's we're just moving forward. How about C.J. Mosley? That was, was going to be tough maybe to keep. It just depends. And, you know, on free agency, he's a great player, you know, and there's there were a lot of guys with a lot of cap space, and, and whatever the number you think is right or wrong, it really doesn't matter. It's what he's able to get, and you can't blame C.J. For, for taking care of his family the way he did. But we just didn't have the kind of cap opportunity that the Jets have. And we talked about this where – it seemed like Ray Lewis passed that defensive mantle leadership to Ed Reed, who passed it to Terrell Suggs. And I thought C.J. Mosley would have Who gets it now? Does it Earl Thomas, your new safety, take well, over there? We don't have a mantle. You know, the mantle is not something that we have in our building anywhere. So I, I, I don't have I – I, show me the mantle and I'll pass <laughs> okay, it to who's somebody. Who's the defensive leader, John? <laughs> who's the defensive leader? Whoever emerges. You know, and it's, uh, it's that, that's the great thing about it. I mean, leadership is not something that's bestowed on anybody. You can't pass a mantle on to it. So they have to earn it. And I think all those guys over the years are the guys that took that on and earned it and were respected for the reasons they were respected. And CGL will certainly do that in the, in the Jets. And, and somebody or some number of guys will do that for us. We have a lot of great leaders. I mean, Tony Jefferson jumps into my head as a guy mm. that leads by example and works hard. And I think we have a lot of guys like that. What is Earl Thomas going to bring to the defense? Uh, he's not bringing a mantle. He's, 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 he's gonna, but he does Nicky love football. <laughs> but, you know, this guy, he roams the field. He, we all know what kind of player he is. Yeah. So he brings all that to us. I was excited to get him, thrilled to get him. Eric Weddle brought so much to us. I mean, I love Eric Weddle. I love his family. love the way he played. He allowed us to play defense a certain way last year. You know, we were able to do some things on the field that other teams are not able to do. And we were smart enough to understand how to build a system that allows a guy like that to thrive. And we're going to build on that system. And we think Earl can thrive in that system, too, in his way. And I think he's smart and tough, and he'll figure out how to make adjustments for us. So will Tony. Other guys will have to take that mantle on and make those kind of adjustments for us in real time. But, hey, Earl Thomas is a different player than Eric Weddle, so he'll do it his way, and we all know what that way is, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. On the offensive side of the football, how did you see the development of Lamar Jackson over the course of his rookie year, and what are you expecting his second year? Well, expecting a big uh, jump like you do for any player. You know, all those second-year guys, Hayden Hurst, Mark Andrews, Orlando Brown, you go down the list, I'm expecting all those guys to take big jumps, and there's no reason that Lamar shouldn't be exactly that kind of a guy. I mean, and he's a quarterback, he works hard at it. Plus, it's really our responsibility in so many ways to build an offense around him and with him that he can thrive in, and that's going to be a little different than the standard. You know, it's one thing to build a standard, to, to, to roll the playbook in and throw it on the table and say, we've been doing this for 10 years and this is our system. That's not what we're doing. We're building this up just like we did last year with our defense. We're building this up from, from the ground up and rebuilding everything. Every word, every term, every concept is rethought and re, reorganized. And it's, it's, 
it's because we need to be able to do a lot of a lot of multiple different. We're going, we're going to live in a lot of different worlds on offense, and we need to be able to build a system that our guys can operate in those worlds effectively in real time, and you know make plays. So we're going to see a different Ravens offense in 2019 than we've seen. Oh, of in course, recent... absolutely. And what will be the biggest difference that we see? Well, we'll see. without giving anything You'll away, see. John. You'll see, and and you know it's 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 hard to sit here and just explain what exactly it'll yeah. be, but I can tell you this: we're going to live in in different uh, aspects of football. You know, drop back pass, downhill running game. Uh, RPO, triple option type run game, play action pass, uh, wide zone plays. We're going to be doing a lot of different things to keep people off balance, create numbers advantages for us. I think Greg and our offensive coaches excel at that, and uh, we'll see where it takes us. How do you like the days leading up to the draft that we get now? How do I like those days? Yeah. I love them. I'd rather have it sooner. I wish we had the draft, you know, this next weekend. You know, let's roll. We're ready. But uh, so your board is set the way you want. You're ready, like you could do the draft today. It, it could be if we if we needed it to be. It could be absolutely. Yeah, I mean, let's. I'd rather get the players. I'd rather we 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 could get the board ready. Our scouts doing a phenomenal job. The coaches have their role, but you know the coaches don't need to be that involved in it. Let the coaches coach. Draft the players sooner. Get them in here sooner. And let the coaches go to work on helping those guys become NFL players. Do you have any idea right now of some of the guys that you think you could envision as Baltimore Ravens? I got my list. My you list is your list every year? My, every year, of course. How many guys are on that list? For my list? Yeah. Right now, about 70. 70? That's a lot. Well, that's a list. And how many? You never know who you're going to have a chance to draft. So usually you get seven guys from your list right. every year, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got to be the same thing year after year. Right. What? I will say this. This is a bigger year draft-wise. There are more players on the draft board this year than other years. So my list is probably a little bigger than it is in other years. But this is a good year for the draft. And what are the attributes of a John Harbaugh player uh, on that draft I list? I hope you see him on the field, man. You describe him. <laughs> How do they play? Tough, you know? hard-nosed, smart, gritty. <laughs> that's like, it. You know what? That's the biggest compliment you could pay a coach right there. You nailed the type of players that he likes. That's what it's all about. Last thing before I let you go, John. How's Michigan going to be in 2019? National champs. I'm, guarant- right I'm, gu- I'm guaranteeing it. Like, well, what easy. makes you feel that good? Well, it's, easy. it's easy for me to do. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting over here watching them. I'm a fan, you know. Uh, now nah, Jim's doing a great job, and uh, I think they're going to be really good. John, thanks for taking the time today. Appreciate it. Good luck in the draft with your 70 guys. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> we'll be back in a moment with Bill O'Brien, and don't forget to check out the Mina Kime show featuring Lenny. It's NFL Draft Month, and what a difference a year makes. Last year, Mina wasn't a huge fan of Josh Allen. Now, she loves him. On this week's episode, Mina talks quarterbacks and pass rushers like the aforementioned Josh Allen with Spencer Hall of SB Nation and EDSBS.com. Our here with Bill O'Brien, the Houston Texans head coach. Bill, an interesting time of the year. We're past free agency, getting ready for the draft. How do you like this time of the year compared to some of the others? I love it. Um, you know, you're able to, especially relative to the draft, you're really able to sit down with guys, get to know them, uh, go to a few colleges, see how some of the colleges are doing things, meet the guys at the colleges, and then bring them into your organization. And I think it's all about the team-building process. You know, we come together. When we get back from this, we'll have draft meetings, coaching staff, scouting staff coming together on what we feel is best for the team relative to what we've seen. So I think it's a great time of the year. It's a lot of fun. Free agency was a tough time for the Houston Texans there. Lost Kareem Jackson, lost the Honey Badger to the Kansas City Chiefs. But you also added Bradley Roby, Deshaun Gibson. How would you assess where your secondary is at coming out of free agency and heading into the draft? You know, it's tough to lose those two guys. Uh, Kareem, you know, spent his whole career in Houston, uh, all five years with me, did a lot for us. You know, played safety, played corner, played nickel, played dime. 
uh, great teammate. But that's free agency. You know, you try to do the best you can to represent your organization in the best way. And, you know, Denver had a really good offer for him, and he took it. Uh, Honey Badger came in one year, did a great job for us. Great in the locker room, good good guy. Another guy that had a great opportunity with the Kansas City Chiefs. So now you have to have, okay, here's plan A. We're going to try to do what we can to get these guys back. If we don't, here's 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 where we're going to go. And it's not like it's this plan is worse than that plan. It's, there's a lot of good players out there. So we, we, we felt really good about our study of Bradley Roby uh, being able to come in and do some of the things that he did in Denver, play man-to-man coverage, uh, play outside corner, uh, play inside corner some if we need him there, and, and uh, had a lot of good reports on him. And, you know, we, we were able to sign him to a one-year deal. And then um, with Tashawn Gibson, we, we had studied him a lot, having gone against him. Uh, you know, covered tight ends man to man, you know, played in the deep part of the field, played down in the box. So we feel like we, we added a, a safety there that can really help us. So we, we're, we feel pretty good about where we're at. How hard is it to lose guys though? Kareem Jackson was something of a cornerstone for the franchise and yeah. Honey Badger came in to lose guys like this and just go have to replace them. It's a little bit like college, I guess, where guys graduate. It's tough. Somebody, somebody inside asked me about that. You know, I'm, I'm, um, you know, I get pretty attached to the players. You know, I, I really enjoy coaching those guys. Uh, you know, you have a lot of great moments in the locker room and in the in the meeting rooms and out on the practice field and obviously on the game, on the games that we won. So it's always tough, you know. But that's that's part of pro football. You you try to, you know, look at where you're at from a cap standpoint, what you can do, what you feel like the value of the player is relative to your team, and then you just do the best job you can to make the best decision for the team. And that's what we've tried to do. One of the places you also have to plug a hole so to speak is at wide receiver yeah lose Demarius Thomas uh, last year you suffer the injury to Will Fuller DeAndre Hopkins it seems like you're perpetually looking for another guy there and Kiki Cutie's struggle with the hamstring injuries what do you do opposite DeAndre Hopkins how do we assess that that's spot? a big that's a big deal I mean um, when those three guys Fuller obviously Hop Fuller and, and QT were on the field which wasn't very often but when they were on the field at the same time, it was a very productive offense. I mean, we, we averaged over 30 points a game, and those guys uh, really, really did a great job of, of uh, working on their chemistry with Deshaun and all those things. So injuries are not an excuse, but those things happen. So Will is on the way back. We feel really good about where Will is right now. We feel really good about where QT is. You know, QT last year was, you know, training for the combine, came in, uh, you know, hadn't played football in a while and had some hamstring issues that he didn't have in college. We, we've tried to fix that on our side and he's fixing it with himself. And I think he's in a better place right now. I think he's going to really help us. And then, like I said, Fuller's on the right track and then we're going to see what goes on in the draft. And we have some good young guys behind those guys that we feel good about, the fours, the fives that we think can help us. So we'll see how it goes. Does Fuller have any chance to be ready by training camp? I think so. I really do. I think there's a there's a chance for that. I, I'm not going to put a date on it, but I do think with it, with the way he's progressing and working uh, in there every day, I think he's got a shot. So if you have Hopkins and you have Fuller yeah. and you have QT, yeah. you should be pretty set there at the that, wide receiver position. A, it's a good position, but there are some unknowns, like you're you're asking, which are you know really good questions because of the injury situation. But I do feel good having seen these guys over the last month or so around the building, uh, specifically QT and Fuller. I feel good about where they're at. What is Deshaun Watson's ceiling? I don't think he has a ceiling, Adam. I think that I think that uh, it's hard to put a ceiling on a guy like that. Uh, 
because of who he is, how he works, his ability, his skill set, uh, his passion for the game. I mean, the guy's a really fun guy to coach. Works very hard to learn the game. I think there's a lot of things he can do to improve. He knows that. We know that. We're going to try to improve some things around him. He's working hard to, you know, improve his knowledge of defense, improve his, uh, his mechanics, uh, you know, the way that he processes information, all those things. So we, we, I don't think there's a ceiling for him. Just curious, when you go back to that day that he tore his ACL in practice, your team was rolling along that uh, day. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're doing pretty well. Rolling along. And that was a tough day. Oh, I remember getting the word, and it was shocking. Like, you just don't yeah. hear about an injury like that, and you don't hear about an injury like that, too. At that time, I would say the most exciting young player in the game. Yeah. And your team was rolling towards the postseason right. and then everything seemed to get derailed. What do you remember about that day? That was a tough day. That was um you know, we were practicing and he was just running kind of a simple little play, kind of a bootleg type play out to his right and he just planted no one around him cuz usually these are non-contact injuries and and he came back and he said, "Hey, something clicked there and it doesn't feel right." And we took him right away MRI and that was it. And that was tough because um, like you said, we were very productive. We were exciting, and we were moving in the right direction. And uh, you know, it was at that point for us, it was tough to tough to overcome that loss. You know, we had other guys injured too. You know, so. Um, but then, you know, the one thing, if you look forward to where we are now, he has had now this season a full off season of no limitations and coming back to uh, off season program full go can do everything training camp full go. Last year, that wasn't the case. You know, he couldn't. He was mm. limited in training camp. You know, limited in the off-season program. So now he'll have a full off-season, which I think will be big. So, how much of a difference does that make? I think it makes a big difference. I think, uh, you know, if you look at last year, all he could do in off-season program was like seven on seven, no eleven on eleven. You know, training camp, no eleven on eleven. You know, he did a little bit, but not as much. Then we played him a little bit in games. You know, to try to get him back in the in the in the. Um, routine of playing in games and getting ready for games and i think this year he'll be able to do you know obviously a lot more and i think that'll help us with the timing of the passing game with his improvement individually and uh it'll help our team to have him out there every day bill random question you spent time in the patriots organization how much longer do you think tom brady is going to wind up playing football for <laughs> yeah i mean there is no way i'm putting a, a limit on that one i mean the guy has defied the odds i mean he's it's incredible it'll never i don't i mean i guess you would say never say never but I don't know if that'll ever be done again. What he's done, I mean, to to, to play at that level um, for so long uh, and be in his forties and really, you know, having another great season last year at whatever it was, forty forty one years old. I mean, it's incredible. And I, you know, when I was there, I was fortunate enough to be around him and coach him and work with him. And he just does everything the right way. You know, he he takes care of his body the right way. He, he's a great teammate, obviously, and he really works his off on the on the practice field and and off the field and so i think there's i don't know i have no idea it's i hope it's soon <laughs> so does the afc east because they, yeah. have, they have no shot as long as he's in the division it seems like it's amazing i mean it's just it's hard to describe you know what he's been able to do but w- when you're around him you know i know you've been around him a lot you know you just it's kind of interesting you know people say can you believe it can you, and you say, no i can believe it you know i've been around him i've seen him He's the best, and he's a great guy. He's very, very smart, and he works hard, and he knows how to he knows how to uh, take care of his body, and he knows what he needs to do to be ready to play. He and loves playing. And what will be your memory of Rob Gronkowski as he walks away from the game? Although maybe he comes back, maybe he doesn't. Yeah, um, I have great memories of Rob. I, I was I had Rob uh, his first two years, 
and he was just a he, he, he for the, we'll get to the skill set in a second he was a great guy you know when he walked into the building the building literally lit up i mean he had great energy uh awesome sense of humor had a great relationship with bill um we loved coaching him he, he tom loved him right away the team did you know how rookies when they come in initially he just had a way about him that was interesting and everybody loved it and then the skill set you know when he would be out on the practice field you know the catch radius the, his ability to run his flexibility his instincts and then he brought a level of toughness to our team because he could block the edge and uh, he really he really helped us in that regard and i think he's the he's the whole the total package at that position i know you're not betting and i know you don't have any inside knowledge but you think we've seen the last of him in a football uniform i don't know i i he's 29 years old i just knowing him you know for the first two years when he was in the league he'll, he'll miss it he loves it loves being in the locker room that's what these guys miss you know they miss the the teammates and the the day-to-day routine so it'll be interesting see, that's what i could see i could see the season getting into november december <laughs> they're eight and four tom calls him up says gronk help us for the postseason push even come back late december you just be a part of the playoffs yeah that might be tempting yeah no it, it i could you know it's funny when these when these guys retire you know i've been around you know andre johnson now and as a head coach and Arian Foster, guys like that, they do. You, you can tell they definitely. Uh, they miss Chris Myers. You know, yeah. they miss the game because they miss the the relationships with the their teammates and their coaches and the people in the building. So I could see him getting itchy and coming back. <laughs> Bill, thanks for thanks, taking guys. the time. Good luck it. in the draft. Yeah. Special thanks to Bill O'Brien there, the Houston Texans head coach, as well as the Ravens head coach, John Harbaugh, who took some time out of their busy schedules to give us some time here on the Adam Schefter podcast. And please join us again on Monday when we will have some special guests with some special insights. The Browns general manager, John Dorsey, will stop by, as will the Colts general manager, Chris Ballard, and the Chargers head coach, Anthony Lynn. All will join us starting Monday, April 8th on the latest edition of the Adam Schefter Podcast. Thanks for listening this week. Have a great weekend, everybody.